With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, wow. You know, this is like the fourth time we've talked. Um, you've been on three podcasts of mine. I know. And let me just say really quickly, you have been such not only a supporter of mine, but of the cervical cancer cause. And I just want to thank you, um, not only <laughs> for supporting me in the cause, but for all the topics, the people and causes that you support. You really are a shero, and I appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, back at you because you started a whole organization. But let me just start from the beginning. Okay. Okay. For people who don't know, this is Tamika Felder. She is a cervical cancer survivor. I'm going to say that, survivor. And she started an organization for other cervical cancer survivors and women dealing with it. And just people who aren't, but maybe family and friends. And her organization is called Survivor. And uh, so Tamika, tell them, tell them your hooks on social media. Where sure. you are on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. So you can follow me everywhere at Tamika Felder, T-A-M-I-K-A-F as in Frank, E-L-D-E-R. And you can follow my organization at I Am Survivor here on Instagram and Twitter and Just Survivor on Facebook, C-E-R-V-I-V-O-R. -V -V and shout out to all my Survivor sisters that I see on here. I see some friends too. You guys, please um, drop those handles in the chat for me while I'm one-handing it <laughs> with my broken <laughs> tripod. But yeah, oh my God. Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. And when I tell you, I am hyped up to talk about coochie cancer, I'm hyped up to talk about <laughs> coochie cancer. Well, you know what? Um, I just want to remind people, uh, I'm going to show them a special picture, but I want to let people know, if you don't know about me, I'm at Joy Keys on Twitter. I'm Saturday mornings with Joy Keys on Facebook, and I'm Saturdays with Joy Keys here on Instagram. And um, uh, this Saturday, I'll be doing two shows, just in case you're awake at 11, between 11 and 12. One is on glaucoma. And the other one is with a Haitian writer, her book called uh, What Storm, What Thunder, and uh, her name is uh, Miriam Chansey. So you can tune in this uh, Saturday, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and on Blog Talk Radio. So again, Saturday mornings with Joy Keys. But yes, we are talking about the coochie tonight. And you know what? I got a picture. Because some people don't know where they don't know. Is. Listen, when exactly. I talk to people and I do an icebreaker and I'm like, where's your cervix? A lot of people just kind of pat their abdomen. They might pat a little lower, mm -hmm. but they really just kind of pat right below the belly button. So and listen, it's important for us. This to is my picture. Okay, look, see the picture? Okay, this is the picture, people. So you can see here, and I'll post it online, but you can see the cervix. Um, and then you see the ovaries, you'll see the uterus. This is for men and women may not be aware of what, what, what it looks like or where it is. So I, I, I got a picture, you know. Yes, yes. 
Know where your cervix is. Know where your other person's cervix is. It's okay to encourage them to get screened. If you have a cervix, you may be at risk for cervical cancer, or you are at risk. And so it's best to be proactive with your health. Do not be like me being diagnosed at 25. Well, you know, it don't, don't, I don't want to, we like, we talked about in one of our shows about shame, you know, people may feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. going to someone to look at below the waist, mm -hmm. you know, uh, their family may not been open to discussing what they right. needed to do when they were growing up. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want to shame anybody if you haven't and you're 35, but get there yesterday. Uh, well, you know, that was part of my story, Joy. When I first moved from South Carolina to the Maryland area, I went to go see a doctor after not having insurance for a while because as a freelance journalist, sometimes, or just a, con you know, a consultant, yeah. contractor, independent person, you don't mm -hmm. always have insurance, right? Yeah. Shout out to the Affordable Health Care Act for having <laughs> changed that, um, by the way. But I didn't. And I went to go see a doctor. And when I saw that doctor, and this was about four, four years before I was diagnosed with cervical cancer. And I don't blame this on my cervical cancer. two are not getting screened. I think I paused for a second. Can you still see, can you still hear? I see you. Okay. I see you. So you, you were talking about um, it took you because you didn't have any insurance and then. I had a doctor that actually body shamed me. She, I was in the midst, I feet up in the stirrups, you know, nobody wakes up and they're just like, oh my God, it's Pap Day. I love Pap Day. I can't wait. So it takes a lot for us to already go in. You don't know where to hide your underwear, hide your socks, all this other stuff. Did I shave? But Did I not with, shave? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Did I put lotion on these, uh, you know, was on the feet? Crusty? Does it look good? That's right. Exactly. Right? And so <laughs> she was touching my abdomen and she was just like, you know, if you ever were pregnant, you wouldn't know. And I thought, hmm, if I was pregnant, she I would said, know. She said, what? She said that. And in that moment, I was so mad. I was angry. Wow. And I said, you know what? I think I should come back. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it was too late. It was too late. And then I didn't go again for three, four years, right? Oh, and wow. here's the whole thing. If you're being proactive with your health, if you're getting screened and we have better tests than we had in 2001 when I was diagnosed, because then we only had the pap test or pap smears. Right. Some people know it well, as it well, was. Well, Tamika, let's tell people how often should they be going to see their OBGYN? So first, you should have an OBGYN. You should okay. have a primary physician. You should have a dentist. You should have a dermatologist. You should have all of this. So in your arsenal of the healthiest, best you, have an OBGYN. If you're diagnosed with a gyneco gynecologic cancer, you want to go see a gynecologic oncologist, someone who specializes in the cancer of the gynecologic region. So you want to go, the guidelines specify that you should go every three years. And before someone comments and they get up in arms and they say either one, I had cancer. If I was if I had waited that long, because remember, my story is I didn't see someone for three or four years. Right. I would have died. That's the that's what we hear when we talk about guidelines. But the word is guidelines. So that means they are just guidelines. They are for the general public. If yes. you have a doctor and you're being regularly screened, which if I was being regularly screened, maybe the pre-cancer would have been caught. And so we want to catch it as early as possible. Mm -hmm. So if someone has it, they don't lose their fertility. Well, and for, worse, me, for me personally, I go every year. 
-hmm. And actually, my primary care doctor, thank God, one of the great doctors in the world or universe, I'll say, she always asked me, did you have your screening yet? Uh, have you had your mammogram? So she's very proactive. If I haven't done it or she doesn't see it in my records, she asked me, wait, make sure they send me the results. So I, me personally, and I told my daughter this, I told her to go every year. And, so, and, and, and let me let me just say this too. I'm not a doctor and I see one of our great gynecologic oncologists okay. join Dr. Timken. She has a great film, one-on-one -on -one cuts about women empowerment, women who are gynecologic oncologists in surgery. I might okay. be getting the de description wrong, but definitely she is one of the sheroes in this movement. But we have better testing now. And so the tests are a little more sensitive. Do things fall through the crack? Yes, absolutely. But they are guidelines. Should you see your doctor every year? Yes. But should you get your cervix scraped, smeared, and all this other stuff every year? We don't need to do that anymore because we have great testing, screening tools with pap tests, HPV tests, and we have a vaccine to prevent HPV-related cancers. Well, before we get that far, we want to start with where and how did, how did you find out that you were diagnosed with cervical cancer and where were you when you found out and what so, was your feeling what was your feeling listen i was starting a new career that had full insurance that i didn't even care about but i was <laughs> so happy to have more money to hang out and live my life right right so right. randomly i had a boil under my arm acne basically a hair bump wow. and it got so bad i had to go to um an emergency outpatient facility type thing. Okay. And the doctor asked a simple question. He was like, when was your latest physical, you know, Everybody when they do the intake <laughs> process, they go through all the things. And I was like, uh, it's been a couple years and uh, I don't know. And he literally was like, you need to get screened. You need to make sure you're screened. So he recommended a doctor. I went to go see the doctor. This doctor was an older woman. She was Persian. Her rule was, I want you to come back in two weeks. I don't have your family history. We're going to go over everything. And wow. I remember thinking, this woman is so annoying. I have to line. But that's what she wants. I don't have time for this, but this was her rule. That woman saved my life, by the way. Yeah. So I went back and she's going over everything. And I'm like, she's going to tell me I need to lose weight, which I'm still working on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on for a long time, but things look much better. I'm in a much better place. Okay. Um, that's one good outcome of the pandemic. Yes. And, yeah. and she's going through all the tests and she says, now let's talk about your pap test. Let's talk about this. And she touched me by my knee and she started seeing words like carcinoma. And oh I'm like, this lady is a quack. I got to get out of here. I was like, I know what cancer looks like. I don't look like someone who, has who would have cancer. Mm -hmm. I know my dad died the day before my 17th birthday of colon cancer. I've had all types of cancer in my, my family. I don't look like someone who has who cancer. Has it. Yeah, yeah. And so to make a long story short, I was in that office. It was like an out-of-body experience that you see on the movies. I didn't believe I had cancer. I didn't want cancer. I didn't want to die. I had so much more living to do. Mm -hmm. And things happened really quickly, very quickly for me. Um, okay, before you go further, okay, so let's talk about that. Did you have any symptoms other than this boil? Were you feeling no, but now, but now that I know what I know, what I know about cervical cancer, okay. there were little things that I just chucked up to 
being a woman, things that happen in everyday life. Mm-hmm. And some some of those things where I had bleeding during or after sex, you okay. know, again, these are things that we shouldn't talk about me being a good Southern lady, you know, we should talk, <laughs> but I'm talking about them because I want to yes. save you guys from coochie cancer. You know? But that's um, important to take. So one of the symptoms possibly could be bleeding during uh, or after sex, you might notice some some bleeding. And one of the other spotting, it could be heavy, it could be what, but I didn't know this until I learned more about the disease and started becoming an advocate. And then I was like, oh, I remember that one time that there was a little, you know, something, something. Mm -hmm. And also, what's another symptom, Tamika, is discharge, correct? Discharge, frequent urination, Mm -hmm. um, lower back pain, lower leg pains, things that women, especially busy women, may chuck up to being like, oh, it's nothing, or I'll take a Tylenol, or I'll take this, and I'll be fine. Right. And these are the things where our body whispers to us, and we have to pay attention. We have to pay attention. Sometimes we think we're doing the most. No, you get this one life. Opportunity. This one life. Yes. And we have to take care of ourselves. Now, one of the things that we talked about in our interview, and, and several of them, is the cause of cervical cancer, mm-hmm. you know? And, and when one of the things, when I, when I went back and listened, it was saying 90% of the people in the world mm-hmm. have HPV. Mm-hmm. 90%. And I say H as in Harry, P as in Paul, V mm-hmm. as in Victor. HPV. Mm-hmm. So... Again, we're going to go to the shame issue and sexuality, but let's say that again, 90% have it. Now, what we talked about before was that some people develop cancer and some don't. Mm-hmm. True. But 90% of the people in the world so, already have HPV. So, in most so, cases, in mm-hmm. most cases, it will clear. Your body's immunity will clear it on its yes. own. In some people, it won't. Right. It won't, and if it's not caught, and it's just running rampant, it will turn into cancer. Yes. It can turn into cervical cancer, anal cancer, penile cancers, oropharyngeal cancers, mm-hmm. vaginal vulvar cancers. It can turn into an HPV-related cancer. Right. And so cervical cancer really is special because not only will the vaccine prevent HPV-related cancers, but we have diagnostic tools to screen to see if we have abnormal cells in HPV. And so, yes, now, it is very Tamika, common. before we go further again, you talked about this vaccine several times. When should a person get a vaccine? And we talked about this before also, can boys or should boys get this vaccine? So I'm going to start with the last question. Absolutely, boys should get the vaccine. It's for boys and girls. When the vaccine was first rolled out in 2006, they did a horrible job marketing it. It was only FDA approved for girls. It Mm -hmm. kind of went into this downward spiral about it being a sex cancer vaccine. And so you can get the vaccine as young as nine. And people have an issue with it. And if what you don't know, you don't know. If I wasn't as up on this information, perhaps right. I would feel the same way. And so we have to be informed, right? We cannot now, how social old, media. How old can you get it? How, can, can you get so it? So nine years old is the youngest age. And the reason why nine is the age is because people are having sex younger and younger. And they want to vaccinate you before you've been exposed to HPV. Yes. You can get it. You can get it up until your early 40s. 
But okay. by then, you've already been exposed to HPV. There's over 100 different strains. Listen, mm -hmm. I believe in vaccinating whatever age you want to do it. If you're 51 yeah. and you have the means because insurance isn't going to cover it and you can find someone to get it to you and protect you from these other HPV-related cancers, right. they're not fun. They are not fun. Do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now, after you found out you had it, then what was the next step you had to take? And who did you have to talk to? I had to talk to everybody, but I didn't want to talk to anybody because this was 2001. We didn't have social media. We didn't have this type of method right, interaction. to connect yeah. with each other. Yeah. And so no one mentioned HPV to me. I was never actually diagnosed with HPV. And the HPV test was not FDA approved until okay. 2003. Do I believe I had HPV? Probably. Probably, but I, I don't know. And, it, and actually, it doesn't even matter. It right, doesn't even right. matter to me, right? Okay. So okay. when I was diagnosed, no one ever mentioned HPV to me. I went to get this, the library, pulled out my encyclopedias, okay. <laughs> went to Barnes and Nobles, bought every book I could get. And I started seeing this thing. And I was like, what? Got on my computer, pulled up AOL. I see Brock Yetso on here. Hey, Brock. I did a lot of reaching out to places like the Almond Cancer Fund for resources because yeah. we didn't have these modes, these methods to instantly connect with people. Right. And let me say this since we talked about the vaccine and some other things. Social media is amazing because we can come together like this and share information. Social media is also a fire dumpster because anyone can share information and say it's the that truth. That may or may not be true or not. Absolutely. Know? So when you're looking at things and you're seeking information, especially things that impact your livelihood, your life, right? The health and wealth of your, your person or your child, right. you want to look for information that's sourced, right? Who, now, who now this that you website said that, from? Tamika, now that you said that, I want you to repeat again how people can reach you on social media and your organization that you started, Survivor. Okay, so repeat what you said so, about how they can so reach you. You can find me everywhere at, at TamikaFelder.com, T-A-M-I-K-A-F is in Frank, E-L-D-E-R. Mm -hmm. You can find the organization on Instagram and Twitter at I am Survivor. I see my Survivor sister, so y'all drop a <laughs> chat for me. Okay. Facebook is just Survivor, and we talk about all things coochie cancer, you know? <laughs> and listen, I'm using humor, but I want people to feel comfortable talking about these conversations. I want somebody who's listening right now who has not been screened because the pandemic has us behind in all screenings, colon cancer, skin cancer, cervical cancer screenings. Everything. But a lot of people's doctors are doing telehealth. So many people may not think about that. You have a phone, you have a computer, you have a laptop, you have an iPad. You can see your doctor possibly, I don't know, depending on your insurance, but many are still doing telehealth. So Telehealth you, is great, but for, yes. what, for cervical cancer, you have to physically go in. And you need to go pain. in, but at least to start, if you start yes. having discharge, if you are having the back pain, if you are having spotting you know, during sex or after sex or during the week and it's not your cycle, these are things, don't wait. Don't be like, oh, I can't go to the doctor because I don't want to get COVID. You know, make sure that you take advantage of at least do the telehealth and then the doctor can say, okay, you need to come in based so on what, what you're telling. Here's our advice that as an organization, Survivor, 
survive. <laughs> <laughs> and can they buy that shirt on your website? They can go to survivor.org backslash shop and get a shirt, get all kind of stuff. We've got lapel pins, everything. Um, and if you, you do it now, we'll throw some free goodies in for you too. Um, but listen, I, I want you to know this, honestly, like you have to get screened. It's not fun. Our theme for this Cervical Cancer Awareness Month is take care of you in 2022. Listen, we are still experiencing. Wait, did she 20... rhyme? Is she like a rapper? Did I need to go? Take care of you in 2022. <laughs> How many of us have just been sitting at home or living our best life, whatever it is, no judgments here from me, but we know that we haven't been screened. We haven't done our preventative screenings. How many of us are sitting and we're scared because we don't want people looking at our intimate areas. How many people are still thinking, mm, they say that type of cancer is for a certain type of person. I'm not that type of person. Right. These are now, all misconceptions that now will when put you, you in let jeopardy. Me, let me ask you this, Tamika. When you found out, what kind of treatment did you have to go through and what stage were you at? Was it one, two, three, four? I was, I was stage 2A and I, had, I received a radical hysterectomy. And then after I healed from my hysterectomy, which meant I lost my fertility at 25, yeah. I had chemotherapy and radiation therapy. Shout out to Patty, who is um, putting all the information in Y'all that just joined. I broke my, uh, my She stand. broke her tripod. Wait, I broke wait, my tripod right Real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay, okay. I got something for somebody. Somebody, okay. I got signed copy. Gabriel Union book. <laughs> okay. Now you need to email me. Be the first one to email Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com and just say hello. You will win a copy signed Gabriel Union book. Okay. Yes, that's a good one. Good okay? one. Okay. So this is a giveaway here. I'm gonna have another one before we end. Um, but um, so some of the some of the um some of the treatments we're talking about were immunotherapy, chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. Did you have to have those types of things? So I had chemotherapy. Okay. And listen, I believe in medical advancements. Chemotherapy was not fun. Radiation therapy was not fun. They burn your body from the inside out. But mm -hmm. I know that it healed my body. People are scared right. of chemotherapy. They're scared of radiation. And yeah. it's scary. I'm not going to lie to anybody. No. So what we want to do, we want to prevent it. And if we can't prevent it, we want to catch it as early as possible. And with cervical cancer, we have the tools to be able to do that. Now, I know somebody is going to get in my DMs and send me, because people, they show me love, but they send me, y'all know what kind of things y'all send me. They're going <laughs> to say, it's not 100% preventable. We can't prevent everything. But do we not want to do our best to try to prevent it? Do we not want to do that? And that's now, what I want to do. Now, because now, wait, let me say this, can Joy. What are the I things you can do? It. People die from this cancer. People think it's an easy cancer and you just get some cells scraped and that's wait, it. How is, there's no such thing as easy and cancer. Exactly. In the exactly. I, I've never, exactly. that doesn't make sense to me. You know, it, but, that doesn't but that's make sense. that's what people think. They think, well, if you're going to get cervical cancer, we've heard this a lot, get cervical cancer because it's an easy cancer. I know people right now who their quality of life has changed. Do we all wake up and we smile and I'm happy? But do I live with, I look at myself every day from my belly button to my vaginal lips. Yeah, I you have a scar. Every single staple. There were over a hundred staples. 
right? This was 2001. They had to staple me in this belly shit, okay? Tamika, what can friends and family, we're, we're getting down to our time, what can friends and family do to help someone who's been diagnosed with cervical cancer? So we used to not talk about breast cancer because it was breast, right? Right. We didn't talk about those things. So it's going to take time. But okay. the difference now is we can do something with cervical cancer. So we don't have time to wait because while we're dying, we're, while we're waiting, people are dying. I just posted something on Tuesday with just mm -hmm. a handful of women from our organization who have passed away since our organization has been around since 2005, right? We can do something with cervical cancer. And so we need people to talk about it. If you're here, you share this information. You go to our website. We have all types of information. You can go to the CDC. You can go wherever you choose to. Just make sure that it is the information that is real. It's not just somebody. Like the whatever. NIH. NIH, <laughs> yes. CDC. Yes. One of the yes. things we talked about is, um, let's, let's mention this, HPV is a skin-to-skin. -skin. You have to skin-to-skin -skin contact. We talked about in the last interview, you can't get it from a toilet, even though your skin touches that. You and can't yes, get it germs, from a toilet. Condoms do, are great, but they not don't protect from a sex all toy. the skin. Uh, they don't protect all of the skin. Franks yes. and beans, the condoms don't cover the beans. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> it's skin-to-skin. -skin. So when that action is going, the skin is touching. So it's very important to be proactive, right? And so, listen, I'm not- What does it mean to be proactive? I mean, do you, before you, say you're talking to your teenager, right? And they're 12. Mm -hmm. Do you go and make them go get tested for HPV? Well, so all my nieces and nephews, almost all of them have seen um, uh, photos of okay. not only genital warts, yes. but scars, cancer, tumors, all this other stuff. So look, I come from the generation of scare them straight. straight. <laughs> when I first started telling my story, one of my friends says, you got to stop scaring people. But for my nieces and nephews, they, they know. They know my story, my great okay. nieces and nephews. They all do. But we have an issue in this country where we just don't talk about sex, right? Sex is a beautiful thing. And we need to talk about it. We need to arm people with information. When my stepdaughter, I helped raise her. You know, we talked about it. And was the conversation uncomfortable? Yes, but it's a conversation that needs to be had. It has to happen. You know, yeah, it, it has, has to happen. happen. My, for, my for, parents, not just for cervical cancer and HPV, but for our whole, for our whole everything. Exactly. My parents gave me a book, right? I still have that book. I gave it to my daughter, and it has the chicken and the egg, mm -hmm. it has the dog, and then it has the humans, right? And 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 she she learned that, but she also learned more. And I talked to her about the emotional issues around sex. That is something that they don't teach really in school. They teach the parts. This part goes inside of that part. And if you do this, da 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 da, you need to wear condoms, you know, the horse. They don't, but they don't really talk about the mental, emotional aspects around sex and intimacy. You know, Patty, who's on here, she literally just, um, there was an article that came out for the Foundation for Women's Health, uh, which is another okay. great organization run by gynecologic oncologists. Mm -hmm. And uh, Patty, drop the link to your article. She specifically talks about okay. I, I an her. article that comes, uh, a cancer that comes with stigma and shame. And being Hispanic, what that was like for her to talk about sex. There wasn't really conversations or anything like that. Yeah. And now here she is 
she's gone through this experience of having cervical cancer and she's sharing her story. Okay. And so, so for me, did I grow up as a little girl? And I think this is why people would want to interview me. This is why <laughs> they want to share my story. No, but this is my testimony. This is, this is, this is the work that I will do. This right. is when, if I get a moment before the end of my life to reflect on it, you know, my life won't be, unfortunately, the lives that I birth into this world, but the journey of my life and my story will be the lives that I save. So if one person on- I want to show the picture again. I just want to show the picture again, okay? For people yeah, so- So this is if, the cervix. We got our uterus. We got our ovaries. And this is nothing to be ashamed of. It's inside every female. Um, and this is what she's talking about and where the cancer- is going to so be everything that you see there is gone except for about a third a little bit more of vagina for me and i have my ovaries because i got to keep them at an early age um but they're kind of hanging to connective scar tissue that's it now that's it. if you had found it later i mean or, or let's say you found it at stage one do mm -hmm. you think then you would be able to keep it and 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 are most people found at stage one because isn't that the issue well, you know, really, we want to find precancer, right? And if it is stage one, it just depends because I think um, somebody from our organization on here shared about her stage one and what, okay. uh, um, what she had to go through. So it really just depends. Each person is individual. I know yeah. people who have partial hysterectomies and they're still able to have children. Mm -hmm. I know people who had some type of therapeutic care and they were still able to have children. But I also know people like me and there are a lot of us who lost our ability to have children. Oh, I see yes. Nana on here who okay. unfortunately lost her granddaughter, Jillian, who left behind two boys and a lot of friends and family who love her. People die from this. And we really, I, I'm just so thankful for you, you know, allowing me to share and talk about this and everybody who is in the chat who's sharing how I think they it's were so impacted important. by cervical cancer. Well, one of the things in America, I think, and around the globe, women are shamed about their sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we could have a show about sexuality and mm -hmm. urges and desires. And those are things that, you know, women are not supposed to. If a woman went out with five men, she's a slut. If a guy goes out with five women, oh, he's the man. You know what I mean? And so when you're talking about this, cervical area that's connected to the idea of sex that unfortunately that's all people can think of you say cervix somebody says sex i mean they they, they don't separate Listen, and, and, and and when you get diagnosed with a cervical cancer you are you have cancer like anyone else you're in the treatment room you're getting you know chemo yeah. radiation and or surgery like anyone else you're dealing with the post-traumatic stress of any type of cancer. So, so here's the other thing. Most people think you're done with treatment and that's it and it's over. But okay. here's the reality. You still live with it. You know, I have a friend and if she sees this, I, <laughs> I love you and you know this. Okay, don't, say, just, name. don't say her name. No, no, no. Don't say I'm her not friend. Gonna say her okay. name. Okay. You, you know, but I tell my truth. That's who I am. Yeah, yeah. And she knows this. She just had a baby and she wants me to come see the baby and I want to come and see the baby. Okay. But I'm going to see that baby. I'm going to love that. Oh, I'm going to love that juicy <laughs> baby. Okay. But I will know that I won't have that moment. I won't have that moment.
because of this cancer. Yeah. yeah. I won't have that because of it. And can I live my life? Yeah, I do it every single day. There's some days it doesn't. Do you have a support me. group for people who have gone through maybe the hysterectomy uh, where they can talk about these feelings? We that, do. We that do. you will so never have, have be able to have your own child uh, in, in we, your we womb? We talk about all of it. We talk about everything. People who've had radiated um, uh, bladders, radiated, you know, everything. We talk about a lot of things. And Rika, do you talk real. about the issue of race and yes. the issue of yes. cancer? And yes. had. And, and what experiences have you heard uh, in connection to that? Do, do they feel that they're not heard by their doctor because maybe they're Latino or African-American or Asian or Native American? I just had this conversation earlier today with someone and we were talking about, you know, people where there's the health divide. And here's the thing, I know I had fantastic care because not only did people move quickly for me, but I had great insurance but I also was treated at Hopkins. And, wow, and, Johns and, Hopkins. And, wow. And, let, and, and let me just say, it's not lost on me that mm -hmm. Henrietta Lacks, that everybody should know about, and if you don't, go and research Gila, was <laughs> treated and her cells removed at yeah. Hopkins. And those cells not only helped with advancements like the HPV vaccine, yeah. so it's not lost on, on me at all. Yes. But here's the thing about race. You know, is treatment equal? Absolutely not. Um, do people bring their stereotypes and their beliefs into the operating room, into the way of treatment? Again, I know somebody's going to come in the DMs. I've had doctors do this before. You know, you ask me a question, I'm telling you how I feel. Again, that's why we have this platform. Right. I also know what patients say to me. There are a lot of great doctors out there. I yeah. know, I meet them. I get emails from them on Christmas and email. They're researching <laughs> a way and they're trying to move the needle so that people don't die and we have better things. But I also know that they are doctors who put people aside. That didn't happen to me during my cancer diagnosis, okay. but, it, but it happened to me while I was trying to preserve my fertility. Mm -hmm. It happened to mm -hmm. me while I was trying to make sure that I could become a mom after my cancer diagnosis. And so I what do we tell those people who feel that they're not heard, that they can go find another doctor, that they should contact? Well, see, but here's the thing. It's not what always possible. Realistically, it's not always possible for people to get other doctors. Not yeah. everyone has the means to do that. But what we do have now, we have organizations that are here to help. There's oh, what's that? Reach. An organization like yours? <laughs> yeah, my organization will help. But if you want somebody really to fight for patients' rights, you need to go to the patient advocate. You need to go to Family Reach. You need to go to Triage Cancer. You need to go to these places so that they can tell you what laws are enabled to protect and help you. You need to be able to get them involved Tamika, um, so that they can fight on your time. behalf. We run out of time. So I want you to repeat again, where can people find you and your organization on social media? We'll make it easy. Go to survivor.org. Okay. Well, Patty put it again in the chat. Uh, I see. I, I talked about my nieces and nephews earlier. I want to shout out to my little uh, nephew, Tyson, who's not so little. He's a track star. Okay, um, track star. Gonna like, Auntie, he's, he's probably going to be like Auntie Tamiko on there talking about all kind of stuff again. <laughs> All right, well, I want to tell people you can reach me at Joy Keys on Twitter. Also, check me out uh, Saturday mornings with Joy Keys on Facebook and Saturdays with Joy Keys here at Instagram. 
And this Saturday, I'll be doing two podcasts, one on glaucoma and the other one uh, with Haitian writer Miriam Chansey about her book, My, uh, What Storm, What Thunder. Um, and I got another giveaway. What's the other giveaway? Mm, what the, Ooh, I got, I got I something in my giveaway. left hand. I got something in my right. What, uh, what is this? Oh, my God. Unbound by Tarana Burke. Ooh, A you free got some copy, hardback copy. How do I you win this cover. copy? Mm. Okay, you know what? The first person, you can't have won the other book because I, I gave away <laughs> another book earlier. But the first person to send me, um, let's see, hmm, Henrietta Lacks' birthday. The first person to email me, email me Saturdays with this Joy coming Beats up, by the way. Her birthday is coming up at hotmail.com. Again, the email address is Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. You want to win a free hardback bound copy, uh, Unbound by Tarana Burke. All right. So you got a chance early to win one book. You missed that. But now you got another chance to win this book. And it's something I do all the time. Tamika will tell you. I give away mm -hmm. gift cards, uh, tickets to shows, uh, all types of things. So follow on the social media. Thank you, guys. I see everybody waving. You guys have a great crew over at Survivor. And remember, check out cdc.org, NIH. Those are valid places to get mm -hmm. information about cervical cancer. Don't listen to some, you know, John Doe. Your Donald mama's cousin, uncle's cousin's nurse. Yes, Bubba. Don't listen to Bubba, okay? <laughs> Don't listen to Bubba, all right? <laughs> or Johnny Doe. Joy, I, I, let me just say this really quickly. <laughs> Thank you for being who you are. We need more people like you in the world. Mwah. Thank you very much. You guys have a great evening. And again, check out survivor.org. Wonderful organization helping women with, and you can get a shirt. You can get stuff from her too. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Have a good night. You too. Take Thanks, care, everybody. everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.